if you've experienced a breach in trust or some sort of betrayal in marriage or just in your life, in any sort of friendship or relationship, you're not naturally going to gravitate toward trusting your spouse. Am, am I wrong in saying that? What do you think? Um, I don't know. Cause I think sometimes we're in, I want to trust you. Like I want that. I think we, we do desire to trust our spouses. We marry them thinking that like, I'm going to be huh. able to trust you on so many levels. And so when the trust is broken, I think the hardest part is learning how to trust again and being able to say, no. I, I can put my foot on this bridge of trusting you again. And I, I have to, I might close my eyes and I might be gripping on hoping it doesn't break. Cause I don't know. Like, but you want to trust it. You want to get to that other side. I do anyways. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. So you, by, by God's grace, we've not had this sort of catastrophic failure or, you know, betrayal right. or, or breach of trust in our own relationship. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to project that onto No. And I, th- but I others. think even in like the day to day, you know, can I trust you to, you know, hear me and respect me and, you know, lead me in sure. the way okay. when yeah. the, I'm in the mood to be led. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I trust that? And Rarely I want happens. To, <laughs> I want to trust you. <laughs> and I think I do think that there is okay. part of us that wants to trust our spouse. And when it's breached and broken, yeah. the hardest part is getting back to that trust. And yeah. yeah, I think it's, I don't know if it's a natural gravitation. I don't, I can't call it that. I think I, I would gravitate more towards, mm. I just wish we could go back to where we were, to where I trusted okay. you and this wasn't broken. All right. So today that's what we're talking about. If, if you're not, if you're not naturally inclined to maintaining trust and drifting toward more deeper, stronger trust in your relationship, then it takes active maintenance and maintenance is a process. And it's, it sounds kind of dry when you say it like that, but in a relationship, it just means being really, really intentional about building and maintaining your trust. So we're tackling that topic today. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't trying to get you off the cuff. I just was yeah. no, you're fine. thinking about, yeah, I think that I would, I, I would. But you have to think through the lens of somebody who's had trust betrayed, right? right? right. Like, so if I am, you know, if, if, if someone's an, an alcoholic and they're a recovered alcoholic, you can't really trust them in a room full of like alcohol. <laughs> right. You wouldn't tr- you would say like, I love you, but in this, I don't trust you. Yeah. And so there's a difference there. And so there's, it has to be an active maintenance of trust. Or if someone uh, shows up late one night and you're like, why are we gone? Like, oh, I just, you know, traffic or I, my, I got a flat tire and they've had the past of being late because they're, you know, out at a bar or whatever and they're Mm -hmm. alcohol, then you would, you'd question that. Right. And so you'd have to have a way to maintain and verify, not in the spirit of suspicion or in the spirit of like policing, but in some of these cases you have to be really, uh, there's a way open to, eyes. You have yeah, to open there's eyes. a way to rebuild trust, which we talked yeah. a lot about last week, um, and this week we're talking about how to kind of maintain that trust. Right? You've kind of mm-hmm. you're stepping out of kind of that, you know, breach of trust. You've gone through yep. triage. You're in the hospital. Wounds have been sewn up. Now you're learning. It's I feel like it's like PT almost. You know, like physical therapy. You're learning how to reuse yeah. 
the muscles and now you're getting stronger and stronger. And so how do we keep kind of that, that strength up? Yeah. How do we continue to fix areas that, and even see areas where we're not trusting that's, that's each the other and that's trusting the, the Lord in the way that he's uh, called us to. So we're going to give you some tangible ways today to actively maintain and bolster and strengthen and flourish in your trust with one another. Uh, and it, But in, as we're going to find, is it's very biblical, it's, it's good, but it's not without hard work. It's not without just being aware of it. Mm. So before we do that, uh, quickly, if you haven't done this yet, make sure you subscribe to this podcast in whatever app you use. That, that way you actually know when we have a new episode. We always forget to say subscribe, but make sure you hit that button. Make sure you subscribe. Also, leave a rating and a review if you haven't done that yet. That helps us. That helps others. It's like the one way people decide before they listen is, are the reviews good? Uh, and secondly, if you want to partner with us, this podcast is almost exclusively um, funded, I'll say, by our amazing patrons. Nice. Yeah, isn't that awesome. We've actually turned down some uh, quite a few ad inquiries, yeah. and they're not like a pittance, I'll say that. And the reason is... <laughs> Because we really do value this biblical idea that um, it's almost like the church is 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 uh, allowing us to do this by the support we receive. Mm-hmm. And I love that because we minister and it's like a very Pauline idea mm-hmm. that we minister and the people that are beneficiaries of this ministry have locked arms with us. Mm. So if that's you and you want to be a part of this and God leads you, we have a way for you to do that. It starts at $2 a month on up. That might change. It might be up $5 a month on up. But for now, it's two and up. Um, and it's go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash fierce marriage. You get all kinds of really, uh, I think, good stuff. You get books, some rings, silicone rings. We have our own line of silicone rings. I think the best, the best silicone rings on this side and that side of the Mississippi. <laughs> That's my assessment. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, um, you also get access to our, our online learning platform. It's called Gospel Centered Marriage. That's growing every week uh, and every month. So um, make sure you become a patron. Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage. There's links everywhere. Okay, so I wanted to start with this bridge analogy because we talked about it last week. I find it so helpful. Yeah. And to, to refresh your memory, the, I, the analogy is this. In your marriage, you, you, you have a bridge between that. And we'll say the bridge represents trust. If ever that trust is broken, that's as if the bridge has been demolished. And there's different things that could happen to the bridge that might not demolish the bridge, but they might make it untrustworthy. Unstructurally sound. Unsound. And so you wouldn't want to put your weight on it. Like you wouldn't want to drive that, you know. Unstructurally. Structurally unsound. That's what I meant. There it is. Sorry, guys. Words are coming. You could have gotten away with that. I I know, but I don't want to. (laughs) Okay. Tweet your zone. (laughs) <laughs> right, just um, so you, you wouldn't want to put your weight on a bridge, even if it's just showing signs of t- deterioration. Right, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that's really strong. But sometimes that bridge falls down, and so the question is, how do we rebuild the bridge? We talked about that last week. Um, you're dealing with this this catastrophic loss. How do you begin rebuilding uh, trust or rebuilding this bridge? Well, the way you do it is you trust in the physics of bridge building. And so for us as Christians in a Christian marriage, we trust in God's way for forgiveness repentance, Mm -hmm. not in that order, repentance, forgiveness, maybe in that order, who knows, um, reconciliation, you know, a truer unity because of that. Well, a lot of times that's an act of faith. And we talked about last week, how the lion's share, this is life, but specifically in trust, the lion's share of our faith has to be placed in God and Christ. Mm -hmm. If it's, if we try to place our faith in our spouse, we're going to be sorely disappointed often. Um, faith in our spouse for what identity, and this goes back to the very first week, right. cruciform trust. Now, some of our faith can only be placed in God. If I look to Selena, 
for my identity, for my security. That's a form of idolatry. Yeah. That is expecting Selena to do what only God can do. That's mm. idolatry. Only God can be God. Only and we he... creep into that. That's not yeah. just a like, oh, I'm just going to trust him for all of my joy and happiness. It definitely is like a creeping right. game. You kind of wake up and find yourself, why am I, why are you trusting me for these things? You should right. be looking to God, you know, and that's, that's definitely true. not how we have those conversations, but. <laughs> well, or you can, you can start to um, look to your spouse to always be the one to solve your problems or to make you feel better about whatever the thing is that you don't, whether that's some sort of, you know, something temporal or something yeah. eternal, yeah. meaning that I feel like, a, I feel like I'm not worth anything as a person and I have, I lack security or I'm depressed right. or I'm anxious. Why don't you fix me, Selena? You can't. And so that's, that's a form of idolatry. So yeah. you have to trust God with those areas and you work together. Yeah. But, um, that's, that's the, the, the vertical piece to the cruciform trust shape. The horizontal is the part you're getting at yeah. in that I should be able to trust you to be faithful. I should be able to trust you to take good care of our kids, to listen well. You should be able to trust me to be faithful, to listen well, to take, you yeah. know, whatever those things are that as a spouse, we're called to, to fulfill those roles right? Um, that are not, that God has commissioned us. Right. And so we trust each other horizontally in that way. Uh, that goes back to the first week. And so anyway, go back to this bridge thing. Uh, as you're building the bridge, you, you're rebuilding that, that trust, whatever part of that, uh, whatever part of that horizontal piece was, was broken. Um, but all the while, you're not putting your weight on the bridge. Mm. You're just saying, I'm going to invest time and energy into rebuilding this thing. Into, I'm going to build the bridge in this shape, knowing that it will hold more weight in the future mm-hmm. um, than it did in the past. That's an act of faith. You're trusting that the physics of bridge building are going to hold. In the Christian life, the physics of relationship reconciliation don't always make sense. You won't put your weight on the relationship yet because you don't have the trust yet, but you're going through the steps mm-hmm. saying, let's have these hard conversations. Let's go to a counselor. Let's talk to our pastors. Let's talk to our friends. Let's live in the open transparently. Let's be known to one another. Mm. Let's be intimate, even though it's challenging because we don't have the same level of trust and intimacy, but let's, let's, let's give each other yeah. ourselves in that way. Um, Let's, you know, so there's all, all the different kind of expressions of that, but right. that's, that's acting out the reconciliation piece, trusting that, that those physics, that's mm-hmm. a weird term to use because I don't want to get too new agey, like spiritual physics, all that kind of stuff. But the physics of kind of God's laws will kind of make the trust strong again. Okay. So I want to use this. Like, that's Maybe the, analogy. the promises of God's law, like the, just that God's law is... <laughs> It's well, I mean, the Bible in, in Proverbs eight talks about how wisdom was there as God was creating yes. the planet and, and as he was creating the universe and as he was telling the ocean when to stop. Like wisdom was there. So there's this transcendent aspect of wisdom. Right. That's what I'm getting at. And that it's it's not it's outside of this earth. it's it's closely intertwined with the character of God. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Um and so to use that, that analogy even further, we live in a wonderful part of the country called the Pacific Northwest. And we have uh, this area near us called the Puget Sound. It's it's a body of water. Um, hopefully, you've heard of the Puget Sound. If you hadn't, you need to go to Google and look up the Puget no, Sound. No, everybody knows the Puget Sound. It's one of like the four like big bodies of like yeah. water in the country mm-hmm. that has different islands and things around mm-hmm. it. It's very unique. It's one of the, it's very unique uh, geographically to the country. So yeah, I'm pretty so, sure everybody knows where it is. Okay. So there's this part, there's this part of Puget Sound called the Narrows and it's basically where all of the water, it's the narrowest piece. It's, there's a bridge across it called the Narrows Bridge. It's aptly named, but it's a lot of water flows in and out as the tide ebbs and flows like every day, 
every day. I mean, it's it's the current is insane. It's very deep, um, and so there's this bridge there, and the bridge is notorious for having for having fallen down back in 1940. Yeah, historically it did. Yeah, used to be called Galloping Gertie because yeah. of the way they designed it. <laughs> It would it would kind of I think rock. You can see videos of it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you can go on uh, YouTube or the internet. Go to the interwebs. <laughs> type this into your search engine. Uh, Galloping Gertie or the Narrows Bridge um, collapse. And I just want to read this account of this guy by the name of Leonard Coatsworth. Okay, he was the last person to drive on the bridge before it collapsed. <laughs> uh, and so you can go read all about why it collapsed and everything, but this was just so visceral to me. It says, around me, and he's describing what it was like. It says, around me, I could hear the concrete cracking. I started to, I started back to the car to get the dog, but was thrown before I could reach it. The car itself began to slide from side to side on the roadway. I, de- I decided the bridge was breaking up. And my only hope was to get back to shore. On hands and knees, most of the time, I crawled 500 yards or more to the towers. My breath was coming in gasps. My knees were raw and bleeding. My hands bruised and swollen from gripping the concrete curb. Towards the last, I risked rising to my feet and running a few yards at a time. Safely back at the toll plaza, I saw the bridge in its final collapse and saw my car plunge into the narrows. So and here's the here's kind of the sad part of that is the only casualty in this entire bridge collapse was Tubby, mm-hmm. a dog, the a cocker spaniel. spaniel. He was in in the car. Um, it, they couldn't get it out of the car in time. And so there's actually a monument. We used to take our we used to live it's on the a, other side of the bridge. A, yeah. And we used to take our dogs a pop, to a dog a park, park named called, Tubby. <laughs> called Tubby's Dog Park. Yeah. Um, so it's, that anyway, that's that's where we live. It's the third. What did you say? What did you say? I think it's the third largest suspension bridge in I want to say in the country, probably not the world. Yeah, I think there's there's the Golden Gate Bridge and there's one George Washington Bridge. Okay, and then you have the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. Yeah. So. So anyway, the whole point is people are asking like, why did this collapse happen? Um, Now this collapse didn't happen because of neglect or a lack of maintenance. It actually happened because of some design flaws in it. And I think they got the deck was not as rigid as it should have been. There was a a bunch of wind coming through, just whips through there, and this thing just, I mean, it started galloping out of control. If you look at the video, it's unreal. It looks like something out of a sci-fi movie, back in the fifties. point I'm trying to make is it gives us kind of a way to think about this bridge situation even mm-hmm. more and when it comes to maintaining our trust. And so in thinking through that, I actually got to thinking about the Golden Gate Bridge because I don't know, growing up, I always heard about the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Um, they, they paint it. They're constantly painting it because by the time they're done painting one side, they have to start on the, on it's the just so first big. side. It's, it's just so, so long. long. <laughs> so it takes constant maintenance, right? And so if you think about uh, that analogy, for keeping this bridge strong. And why do they paint a bridge over salt water? It's because it'll rust, yeah. right? If you don't... Salt water is brutal. It is brutal and it is it is relentless, yeah. especially through there, all the moist air. And so that's the analogy we're going to run with today. Um, and and the, the, the phase is, I guess, how does this look in marriage? We'll talk through these in, at, greater le- at greater length, excuse me, but you inspect it, you assess it, you maintain and mm. fix it. Uh, and I think inspection actually start with an observation to put those two together. So it's three different ways that you look at marriage. Um, but the, the big thing I want to make sure and address here is like, what does the Bible say yeah. about this? So Selena, what does the Bible say about this? <laughs> tell uh, me everything. Tell you everything. Well, <laughs> might take a while. Well, obviously the Bible instructs us with the whole one another's, right? If you look up all the one another's of accept one another, agree with one another, be devoted on. to one another. We, it yes. gives us yeah. a way I thought you were going to read through the entire list because there's yes, 30, all 30 of them, 28 of them. <laughs> no, I was just kind of giving a, a brief overview um, about how the Bible instructs us to deal with one another, <laughs> to yeah. deal with each other um, in friendships, in relationships. 
and even in marriage, and I think even and especially in marriage, when there's a flaw, yeah, when something's broken, there's a breach of trust. How do we begin mm. to repair that, and how do we maintain that trust? Yeah, um, I think that I think our marriage is a bit unique um, in that we did get married young. Uh, we haven't experienced too much broken trust. Um, and we are still, but I still feel like we are learning to build and maintain trust in new ways. Uh, mm. and God is just faithful, I think in those, in those journeys of learning how yeah. to trust one another. And so how, what does the Bible say about, you know, how are we to deal with one another? It's, I mean, what do you want to do? Which ones do you want to go through? Well, <laughs> There's yeah, a lot here that we I do have. want to read the list because I feel oh, you like you do want to read yes, the list, but I didn't want to. I wanted to say some stuff. You want to read the list or you want me to read the list? <laughs> I just wanted to say some stuff prior to it. And I thought you were diving into the entire list. So the the this is what I want to draw attention to as we're reading through this. Reconciliation, despite seemingly irrecon- irreconcilable differences, is a hallmark of Christian relationship. Mm. More than any other relationship. They will know you by your love for By your another. love. Well, and your love. So you think about like... Um, you know, if someone's sick and they're in the church, like you would take them a meal or you would somehow, well, you think about a relationship that's outside of the church, they would do that too, in most cases. Sure. Or if you see someone crossing the road and, you know, it's, you're not just going to help people who, like an older lady crossing the road. I did that the other day, by the way. Aww, <laughs> and she was like, get off of me. <laughs> was she really? Yeah, I was trying to help her and she was pretty cantankerous. <laughs> oh, she was crossing in the middle of this massive road anyway. I, Thank you. I, I was chagrined. Trying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> point being is that there's there's a lot of things that are positive qualities of Christian friendships, Christian relationships yes. that are also positive qualities of any other relationship of any other worldview, right? Unless you're a monster, right? Like if someone needs help, you help them. That's right. just kind of a human thing. That's a cultural thing that not any, not many people would argue, except for reconciliation and pressing into your differences when there's genuine and seemingly irreconcilable differences, mm. right? Think about cancel culture, right? If someone like, if, if you're talking to a good friend, think of somebody at work or somebody, you know, that maybe doesn't share the worldview that you have uh, and because of that, they might have different political views, whatever that, oh, whatever man. that powder keg is. It's hard. If it's they hard found out go. what you actually thought, would they press into that conflict with you or they, or they just leave and be like, cancel you, you out. Or they cancel you. Yeah. They say, I can't be a friend with somebody who X, Y, or Z. <sighs> I can't be a friend who, with somebody who d- disagrees with this, whatever that thing is. Um, and I don't, I don't want to go through the, I don't want to get derailed by the actual topics, but I'm saying that there are, like, that's a hallmark of Christian relationship is mm-hmm. that we can say, um, we see differently. Now there's some things that are, that we think the way we do because of Christ, because of the Bible, so in some ways, in some cases, those are non-negotiables, mm-hmm. but I can still love you as a person. I'm not going to want to get you out of my life. Right. I'm just going to say like, I'm going to keep telling the, you the truth and hope that you come sure. around to the truth. So that is kind of the biblical model for friendships and relationships and um, reconciliation when there's differences and restoration when there's a sin, when someone is sinned against. So with that said, we have this list and I'm not sure if this is exhaustive. This was actually given to us uh, by our good friends, uh, Jeff and Ashley Potts, uh, their pastors north of here. Um, we did a, a mini session with them in gospel centered marriage. Plug. Plug. Yeah, we did a, we did a whole, um, a whole mini course on the importance of community in marriage. 
It was awesome. If yeah. you're part of Gospel Centered Marriage, go ahead check that out. That course is available as of last week. Um, if you if you're not part of Gospel Centered Marriage, sign up. You can watch it. Um, but he gave me this list, and I just love it. So I want to read through it. And as we're reading through it, listener, um, think think about how this could apply to you and your spouse in this area of trust. Hmm. Okay, and then we're going to end with the the perennial First uh, Corinthians thirteen, um, talking about that just a little bit. Okay, so. Let's go, let's, I'll do five and then you do five. Okay. We'll get through them all. Um, let's use the references too. That way, if, if our lovely listeners want to look them up, they can. Okay. So accept one another. And they're in alphabetical order, by the way. Um, Thanks, Jeff Nash. <laughs> accept one another. That's Romans fifteen seven. Agree with one another. First Corinthians 1, 10. Side note, I wonder what that means. <laughs> Maybe we should look that up because I, wa- I wonder what the context is there. Because sometimes we disagree and it's good. Um, number three. Be devoted to one another. That's Romans twelve ten. Be humble toward one another. First Peter five five. Be kind and compassionate to one another. That's Ephesians four thirty two. You're next. That was. I was looking six. up First Corinthians one ten. Okay, we're, we're not going to look it up now. Uh, be patient with one another. Ephesians four two. Build up one another. First Thessalonians five eleven. Why don't you take over number eight there? Confess to one another. James five sixteen. Don't grumble against one another, James five nine. I need to write that one down. <laughs> Don't provoke one another, Galatians five twenty six. Write that one down. Too. Our kids need to <laughs> <laughs> copy work. Uh, do not slander one another, James four eleven. Encourage one another daily, Hebrews thirteen three. I wish you'd write that one. Down. <laughs> Pause real fast. <laughs> do not slander one another. How did that? How could that apply in your marriage? We've talked about this finding mm. advocates. Yeah. Like when you're upset with your spouse, it's really easy to slander them. Is that, is that an accurate statement? I feel like you go to your friends and be like, <laughs> he did this and he is the worst because of it. I yeah, can't I think it. it's, yeah, I think that's definitely a struggle for some people. I know you don't do that, right? You read, you read James and you say, I will not stand <laughs> No, I do not. <laughs> I sit and stew, which is just as bad. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say when this comes up again. <laughs> exactly. I'm set him straight. <laughs> Sometimes you, you put yourself, you paint yourself in a better light than your spouse, not necessarily like upfront slander but like i really mm. tried to do this yeah yeah <laughs> so i am faultless in this i am exchange. perfect and yeah. without fault it's interesting <laughs> so yeah uh encourage one another daily hebrews thirteen three. equal have equal concern for one another uh first mm. corinthians 12 that is huge because think about if your kids if, if you see your kids as co-heirs with christ they're even though they're younger even though they're obviously your children spiritually speaking they're brothers or sisters in christ and so we can oftentimes prioritize our kids over our spouse. Yeah. And some of that's ne- necessary because kids are very needy. They'll suck everything out of you. But we don't have equal concern for our spouse. Mm. That's convicting. Like mm-hmm. Equal concern. Or I can be in the gathering and uh, sometimes we don't have regard for each other in that gathering because we're looking, at, looking out for our friends more or talking to our friends more. Yeah, that maybe is something that only I relate with, but I was like, "You deal with that with me," because I think I get a little more preoccupied. Because I'm like, "You and I are good." You're like, "Can we just still be married with everybody else? Like, be connecting?" I still want to know in that, the you, that group, and I'm like, "We are." <laughs> like, but you're the you're the one though. You're, you're, you're the one. <laughs> you want some special attention. Only one I want. What's that song? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I should have committed. Uh, <laughs> I should have committed. You to can't it. halfway that, half heart that. I don't know the lyrics, so Just anyway. Wholeheartedly. You're the one. Uh, yeah, that's Shania Twain. For- Isn't that Shania Twain? Anyway. You're the only one I live for. Is that what you're thinking Sing of? Sing it, girl. 
<laughs> no. I did it. I got you to sing it. <laughs> Forgive one another. Where are we at? Oh, yep. fellowship with one another. First mm. John 1, 7. Uh, forgive one another, Ephesians four thirty two. Greet one another, Romans sixteen sixteen. Honor one another, Romans five ten. Instruct one another, Romans fifteen fourteen. Live in harmony with one another, Romans twelve sixteen. Live in peace with one another, First Thessalonians five thirteen. Do you want to finish off the list? Love one another, John thirteen thirty four. Love one another deeply, First Peter one twenty two. Offer hospitality to one another, First mm. Peter four nine. Pray for one another, James 5.16. Serve one another, Galatians 5.13. Spur one another on, Hebrews 10.24. Stop judging one another, Romans 13.14. Submit to one another, Ephesians 5.21. Now, that's the last one. Here's the big thing, guys. These are clearly just ripped from their context. (laughs) The point is, they get you thinking. Okay, so I would never like build an entire podcast episode based on number 27. Stop judging one another without knowing the context there yeah. or any of, any of these statements, really. But they get you thinking in certain ways and hopefully perk your ears up for ways that you can begin um, seeing one another in terms of your the interplay between love, affection, honoring, regarding, right. seeking reconciliation, um, being humble alongside uh, a fellow sinner saved by grace. Right. I think that can be really transformational. Building trust and maintaining trust, I think, in your marriage um, is important because the more that you go through this act of, not act, but you engage in and say, you know, you repent and you receive forgiveness and you begin building that trust again, um, we can so easily forget that we are going to be in a different place then. We're not going to be in the same place mm. of this lack of forgiveness, this chaos, like forgiveness and rebuilding trust brings order, right? To, to the chaos. If you think of all the pieces of a bridge, right? You're really bringing order to that. Like God is instructing us to bring Hmm. some order to this, the chaos that's in our hearts. And so to see, see in front of us, you know, these loving one another, it's not and and live in harmony with one another be hospitable to one another not just people that are like visiting your house it it gets sorry what i'm saying is it gets harder um it's you get it's more there's more chance for wounding to happen the closer you get to someone and the more sure. you're engaging with them so your spouse and like building trust is probably one of the hardest areas like we've said the last month uh in marriage it's one of the most yeah. I think tender parts of where we can get hurt um, more deeply. And so we have to understand that the closer we get, uh, yes, the more risk there is for deep wounds, but also um, I think the more opportunity there is for us to have strength and harmony and peace and unity because we are able to say, I'm sorry, I, I broke your trust in, in this area and I want, let's rebuild it. And I want it to, can, mm. How can we do that in a way that we will both be like mutually uh, beneficial and yeah. it's um, it feels solid, right? And it's it's the way God is yeah. is instructing us. A few things you said that really jumped out at me um, is that it's almost like because of the nature of a marriage relationship, um, not only do these statements apply, but they're magnified. Yeah, because of the closeness, the vulnerability, the intimacy. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that jumped out at me. So like all the more reason to press into these mm. with in, in terms of how they, they apply to you as a couple. Um, 
the other thing that jumped out at me what is what you said around um bringing chaos or bringing order to the chaos mm-hmm. i mean that's true and that takes vision so you're looking out at, a, at an expanse that's been that is is bare like if you in the northwest where we live we just describe some of it to you but it's fairly wild in fact the narrows bridge is is kind of the gateway into the olympic peninsula which is one of some of the wildest country remaining in in the United States, at least in the Northwest, yeah, because it's Alaska, it's a rainforest. <laughs> it's a rainforest. It's very densely forested, and there's just there's you can't even get to like to go summit Mount Olympus, which I'd love to do. It's like a I don't want to over exaggerate. I'll say it's a ten mile approach because there's not a road to get close just to get to the the beginning of the trail. Right, it's ten miles or fifteen miles. The point is, it's wild. Mm-hmm. And so to look across a span like the Narrows and it's, you have no bridge there, and that sometimes you feel like you, that's what your marriage is like, you have to have vision mm-hmm. to be able to bring order to the chaos, to cultivate in the sense. Right. Well, and that vision has to be, as you know, it has to be God's vision for this. Right. It's not me saying, okay, we're going to have all these check-ins, we're going to do all these things. It's us humbly like going on our knees before the Lord and seeking His face and asking God, we want to honor you with our lives, with our marriage in this area. How do we rebuild trust? How do we begin? What are the tools? How can we start doing this? And obviously not on our own. We need to constantly be in the Bible and God's word. That is, I mean, daily, daily chunks Mm. and chunks of scripture. That's the faith piece. You have the vision. And, and so again, you're, you're uh, building a bridge across the span. Mm -hmm. Like on the other side of that is my spouse. Mm -hmm. I want access to you. Right. I want access to that intimacy with you. It takes faith to to look at the wildness, the brokenness, the chaos, and yeah. say, "I'm going to take the steps toward creating order in this mm-hmm. space, trusting in the good God that can use our sin even for somehow for and and, and redeem it." Yeah. Um, so uh, that's that's kind of the big piece. So again, as you go through this list, just rewind. We're not going to read through it. There's 28 of these, and I'll maybe I'll pus- maybe put these somewhere. somewhere yeah. They'll definitely be in the show notes somewhere. I'll make sure that they get there. Um, as you think through this list, think that be remind excuse me be reminded that they are amplified in a marriage mm. relationship. So, how does this look? Did, I, did you want to say something before no. I jump into the next part? How does this? What is this? How does maintaining this bridge, maintaining trust. trust, look in a marriage? Okay, yeah. so we're going to use this and we're going to go step by step through kind of what the maintenance process might look like. And I'll say this: it starts with an observation. Mm. Okay, so you're looking at this your trust or your relationship, and you're saying something's off. Okay, and that could be for us. Red flags are always like, are we are we bickering? <laughs> are we not being? Are you grumbling against me? That's what you usually. I don't do. really grumble ever. You so, always grumble. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not a grumbler. You're nope, a grumbler. It's me, <laughs> definitely me. <laughs> I was being. I, I do grumble my own share, but that's not what you're getting at. Nobody hears it. Nobody yeah, cares. I, I grumble in my head. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I mumble a lot, though. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you do it's not my hearing it's, it's your mumbling it's because I'm tired alright it's because I'm tired mm-hmm. just try to keep up mm-hmm. okay but for us it's are we are we grumbling are we nagging one another are we being terse or sharp in our tones with one another I wish you'd submit am I getting after the kids am I being really impatient with the kids yeah like what are those red flags if we haven't been intimate in uh, in too long of a time like that's a red flag because that Ryan gets grumpy <laughs> just kidding mama gets grumpy <laughs> <laughs> so the point the point is you you observe something okay and yeah. so then i'll say okay so clearly some there's this dysfunction here there's a crack in the yeah, concrete a tension point right one of the cables of the suspension bridge is starting to snap <laughs> okay so i need to go maintain that so i observe it and now you can inspect 
Okay, so you go, and that's this is the second step. You observe, you look, see, um, you talk, you listen. Now you inspect. Now I'm going asking questions. What? And this is hard because if you're angry or you're not connected, it's going to be really hard to ask questions. Maybe you ask questions of yourself, or maybe you ask questions of the Lord, and you pray about it. But the point is you're inspecting it. You're saying, something is up. We're not connecting. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Yeah. Ask questions. Okay. Uh, and one of the, to me, one of the most valuable things you can do is look at your habits. In yeah. Other words, I mean, there's, there's always these exercises of like, write what, write down, like, look at your day, write down every 15 minutes, what you've done that last 15 minutes. I don't know if I can do that. I definitely couldn't <laughs> recall my day in, in chunks and I can recall the in-betweens. And if you want to look at my phone to see when I was on my phone, you can do that too. Right. But until I started really taking a step back, looking at my day-to-day minute to minute yeah. uh, schedule and then looking at that over a week, there's definitely some things to be examined. Uh, some habits, you know, like, well, we're not connecting and I feel like I can't trust you in these areas. Whoa, those are some big things. Why are we feeling like we're not connecting? Well, first step, let's ask some questions about mm. our schedule. Let's ask some questions about why we are not feeling like we're connecting. I know that Ryan uh, likes words of encouragement and that really speaks to him. He knows that I like quality time. If neither of us have engaged in any of that because of X, Y, and Z, looking at our schedules and priorities, hmm, hmm there's some red flags there. We yeah. are not we're not connecting. It is not building trust. Yeah. It's actually destroying trust. Yeah. I, I, I would, I'm braving to say that if you're not building trust, you might be, it might just be like saltwater breaking down the trust. It doesn't you know? just naturally get better. No, the default yeah. is never mm. to Interesting. get better. It might not feel <laughs> catastrophic, but it, it, it's just a matter just a of time. Drip, a drip, yeah. And anyone who's, and I don't want to, I'm belaboring the analogy, but like those cables, they rust out. You don't know because it's yeah. rusting under the paint sometimes. Right. Yeah, you can't see And suddenly it, it snaps. Yeah. Under the weight of, of some situation. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> Selena snapped. I'm resting. <laughs> Mom's going to snap. Daddy's, daddy's going to take girls out. Uh, daughters anyway. Um, so yeah, so looking at your habits, looking at how you're spending your time, um, how we spend our time and our money is usually an indication, a, indication yeah. of um, a disordered affection in our hearts mm-hmm. or even just the lack of self-discipline of spiritual, like spiritual maturity. Yeah. I mean, so much at our fingertips. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, so like engaging in self-control and like spiritual disciplines and like, I don't, I don't listen. If you're spending a lot of time on a certain app, like typically it's Instagram or Facebook or some social media. The young thing. people are doing TikTok, okay? You're on the TikToks, just ticking and talking <laughs> your life away, right? TikTok. I love you. You're going to be TikTok a great old clock. man. You're going to be a great old man. Uh, yeah, well, I'm getting there. I love it. <laughs> I'm getting there as fast as I can. <laughs> Point is, you have to have the the wherewithal and the spiritual discipline to say, listen, I don't need to spend two hours a day on social media. I don't. That is not a healthy thing. It's not a, objectively, we can say that there's data for that. Um, our friends, Nathan and Anna talk all about tech use and unwise Mm. tech use and wise tech use. And anyway, we can go on and on. The point is you have to look at the habit and assess and actually inspect. Okay. Why, what's happening with this part of our relationship? We're not spending time. We're not connecting because I am. Yeah. We'll so easily just gloss over and be like, it's fine. I was on my phone for 20 minutes. It's not a big deal. Well, what could you have used that 20 minutes for? Based on the fact that you guys are arguing and you're not connecting, it's not fine. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what we're trying to say. And so you have to look at it objectively. How dare you. Um, and so the other piece of inspecting, this is the last part of inspection, is you live transparently. Mm. Okay. So if Selena 
it's just harder. It's easier said than done. It's really hard to execute well. But Selena, if you notice that I'm having a, a bad attitude toward you, I'm not being loving, whatever that thing is, it rarely happens. Almost always I'm loving toward you <laughs> and perfectly so. But if it happens, <laughs> you're just laughing. Uh, I would hope that you would find a way and I would be open to this and you say, can I just look like... I would hope I too. Look, <laughs> it doesn't, I, I feel I'm like sorry. you're spending a lot of time on your phone. I can't say that though. Okay, I can, is, but I can't. This is the radical transparency you case. get defensive. <laughs> I do not. Do not hear what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, go ahead. <laughs> just <laughs> my wife is smudge. <laughs> there it is. I said it. <laughs> Pray for me. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, get back on topic. I can't even. But I would hope that I would hope that you could look at me and say, "Yeah." <laughs> she's laughing because like there's no hope in this. But you can look at me and say, listen, I feel like you're on your phone too much. Do you email or whatever? Honestly, for me, email is like the biggest thing. Uh, <laughs> can I see your phone usage and look at the little app in there? But see, I don't care about the usage. <laughs> but that would help a diagnose. Okay. Kind of a, a, you wouldn't a, feel like I'm policing you? I'd be like, that's weird. You've never asked. But here you go. <laughs> I was like, bring it on. <laughs> and then As probably, you're plotting your next move. <laughs> yeah. And we'd have to have an honest talk about whatever you find. And that's living transparently. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm really not trying to laugh. I just it's just But here we are. Deal. Here we are. <laughs> okay. Finally, okay, so the third step. So we've started with an observation. Uh, Something's going wrong. Now you're inspecting to find out why right. that that thing is going wrong. Right. And now we're assessing. Okay. Uh excuse me, you're inspecting to find out what is actually going wrong and assessing is the why. So you have to look at it uh, objectively. Mm -hmm. So that's getting again below the surface. So why is this cable failing all the time? Hmm. Why is this deck cracking the deck of the bridge? Why is it part of our relationship always a struggle? Right. It's, is it because of the habits or is there some underlying thing that's feeding it? Yeah, some underlying trust is, issue. Is the design poor? Yeah. Is, are, are the storms stronger for the, too strong for the yeah. design? Have we been building on something that yes. isn't actually strong and we've mm -hmm. ignored it and we have just shoved it into the corner or under the rug and, you know, we're trying to build some we want this bridge to be yeah. held holding, you know, big stuff, but yet we're not inspecting and we haven't assessed the, yeah. the why behind the what. So a really clear example that comes to mind on this is a husband that maybe, maybe he's overworked. Okay. And he's for whatever reason, either he has to, his boss is requiring it of him or he just wants to earn that bonus or he's a you know business owner and you're gone too much. Whatever that number is, you know, it, it's too much. And that's causing all these what issues of like, we're not connecting, we're not mm -hmm. communicating, we're not being intimate. Uh, I'm never here. And so that's the what. Now the why is, okay, so you're, you're at work too much. That's the what. The mm -hmm. why is, why are you at work so much? What, what are you trying to satisfy? Right. Well, and the, they could feel like justified good reasons. I want to provide for my family. Always I want where, to, I, where yeah, it starts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's always where her husband starts is, well, no one else is going to provide. Like you're not, you're not doing it. Like I'm going to do in, you know, a husband will feel defensive and start justifying and don't look at me like, <laughs> I'm looking at you. I'm looking at but you are, no, because you're outlining. It's just, I, it's just funny. Cause you, I'm like, wow, he's outlining the whole conversations that we have sometimes. I mean, transparently. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, I, I respond the same. I think I definitely get defensive. It's hard to have hard conversations. It just is. And yeah. sometimes we, yeah, we respond out of defense instead of, yeah. So that's Humbly trying to hear what is actually being said. Why we're digging? It stinks. I don't want to dig, but we're gonna, ex you know, assess why 
are things weak in this area? Why are you trying to work so hard? Why why are we trying to why are we enduring this suffering, yeah. not suffering, but enduring this hardship right now? Is it one that we have to do yeah. or and walk through or is it one that we can we're un, it's like it's not supposed to be here. We're not supposed to be yeah. struggling with this. So, uh this gets into the tactics of it quite mm-hmm. a bit because in tactics meaning you can know you need to have a hard conversation, but mm-hmm. you have you have having the faintest clue on how to have it. Yeah, did we and do so an episode on that? We've done a lot on. We go back two months. We talked about communication, mm-hmm. having hard conversations. Uh, a lot of that has to do with timing. Yeah, a lot of that has to do with um, accurately assessing yourself and being humble and having kind of emotional spiritual maturity. Uh, but if you're thinking about like I'm, I'm I want to look at this from another angle because we might have gotten off the rails a little bit. Like if you've broken trust because of some betrayal uh the work thing could be causing maybe you you don't trust that i'm going to communicate well with you you don't trust i'm going to listen well you don't trust that i'm going to be emotionally don't available trust that to you're you. going to respond and say you're going to be home at a certain time and you're not right so like, we've talked about this yeah. that trust was broken i'm wanting to earn it back and now this is how we maintain it that's yeah. again this is the space we're in we're maintaining the trust or you you have a, a wife catches her husband or husband catching her wife his wife excuse me uh looking at pornography right uh and it happens and you've addressed it. There's broken trust. You've done all the triage, all the other episodes we've talked about. And now you're trying to maintain the trust. Mm-hmm. And again, you're, you're assessing, okay, I see that there's this symptom that was happening right. back before our trust was broken. Right. That symptom is seeming like it's coming back. Now, why is that symptom there? Why are you doing whatever the thing is that we know is going to lead down this dark path or down this I'm breaking trust? Yeah. And that's the assessing. Yeah. So looking at the why why and you have to do it objectively right and sometimes that just means you need to ask tough questions and just give it time to breathe right to think and pray and that takes humility right. and if you remember that goes all the way back to what was it the third second week we talked about how uh, one of the ways we deal with broken trust is we have to we have to deal with it with honesty humility and get help yeah um so that again go back and revisit that right um, and one piece i just was thinking about while you were talking discussing briefly is a lot of times when you see repairs happening somewhere, there is uh, support beams or things put in place so that the whole structure doesn't crumble, right? So when I say support beams, I'm thinking of community, Christian community around you saying, hey, I think we're, you know, we're like struggling with this. Yeah, like scaffolding. Okay. So there's like support that is around you while sure. you're kind of dealing with this issue that you've been assessing and it's not going to, you know, cr- cause everything to crumble, but you're... Again, yeah. you're in this place of we've been maintaining. I'm seeing these red flags. I'm a little bit nervous about this. Like, get those, get the scaffolding, get the support beams, get those people mm-hmm. around you uh, to help you guys. And so, so you, the fall is not as far, I guess. You know. Yeah. Well, otherwise, you're. It's going to be a lot harder to to rebuild if you don't have the leverage. It's hard that to you hold things up and build it at the same time. Yeah. 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 And it. The analogy, I mean, I love that analogy. So good, good call on that. So we've talked about, um, you start with an observation, mm-hmm. then you inspect. That's the what you're asking questions. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Uh, assessing is okay. Why is this problem happening? Right. Why is this degradation happening? Um, and then the fourth one is maintain. So that's the, um, actually saying, okay, this is the, where we've gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, how can we fix this problem? Now maintenance is about cleaning fixing painting in yeah. the bridge sense um protecting 
well, doing protective things. Right. So that would be making time to actually have these hard conversations regularly, proactively. Yeah. We call this peacetime strategies. Mm-hmm. So you're not in the middle of a crisis, but you know that you're human. You yeah. know that you don't gravitate toward health. So you create peacetime rhythms. That's why we say go on dates. It's not about getting dinner. It's not about even doing new novel things. It's about having an excuse to actually connect. Mm-hmm. That's what dates are all about. It's connecting. That's why it doesn't matter if you go across town or you stay in, in if you're connecting, that's a date. <laughs> right. And so you create the rhythms knowing that that's what maintenance is. And it's, um, it's important to do that in all the areas where you tend to fail. Yeah. So maintenance could look like creating rhythms to have check-ins. Yeah. Um, hard conversations. Selena, um, earlier on in our marriage, you were my accountability person because I just wanted, I wanted to know that you could ask me any question anytime. And I needed that level of transparency accountability and my promise to you was i'll never lie to you mm-hmm. uh that led to some really hard conversations yeah. it also led to some really strong trust being built yeah and so but you have to make that a priority and you had to make time to ask it mm-hmm. for a long time like us being intimate was a trigger for you to ask those questions and it's not over text people you gotta do this face to face yes yes it takes actual relationship <laughs> um and then the, so that's making time and then the, so maintenance and fixing, mm-hmm. I put those two side by side, but fixing is actually when something is broken, you have to actually fix it. Like, don't just put a bandaid on it. Don't get some, some coat hanger and like try to fix it, like jerry rig it. The point is you have to actually get the tools and the hardware necessary to fix it. Now in a marriage, that means like investing that, that could look like, um, getting a counselor involved for a period of time to help you fix something right. proactively knowing that this is going off the rails, you need to mm-hmm. fix it, getting a pastor involved, um, reading a book. I'm, I'm shocked. A good, I'm a shocked good at how few start. people read books. <laughs> a lot of people buy books, but I'm shocked at how few people actually read them. Man. Um, so read a book, invest your heart and your, your mind and yeah. your time into processing things together as a couple. It's good conversation for your heart and your mind, yeah. build your unity, build your trust. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, having good Christian men around me mm-hmm. to, to challenge me, um, not just in areas where I tend to maybe f- fail, but in er- like in becoming a better man mm. has been one of the most powerful things for my own growth as a husband, as a father, as a, as a man of God is not just looking at our faults and navel gazing, but saying, this is the beautiful picture. This is the compelling vision of what it means to be a disciple of Christ. Yeah. And that means applying yourself and not just settling for mediocrity in your life right but that doesn't i'm not naturally going to climb out of mediocrity that's not my personality i need people that i need men that i look up to to sharpen me and i'm just thankful for that and that god has provided that in our lives so So um couples conversation challenge uh we're gonna leave this one kind of open-ended i'm just gonna say do do the things (laughs) (laughs) do what we talked about start with an observation do some inspection assess and then Learn to maintain mm. and fix. Make a strategy to, for a maintenance plan. Yeah. Right. So um, <laughs> observe, inspect, assess, maintain, slash fix. Okay. And that's that's your challenge. You know the area where yeah. this would apply, whether it's communication, uh, whether it's trusting intim- intimately in one another, whether there's been a large breach of trust or something catastrophic. Mm. Um, you know that challenge. And we're saying like, sit down and go through this list as a couple. How can we... What, what are some observations that we would tend to see? Mm. Uh, what questions can we ask? How can we live transparently? That's the inspect piece. Uh, what, why do we typically go off the rails? Okay. And, and how can we make time for one another to maintain the trust and to build it actively? So again, the theme of today was 
How do we actively walk in and maintain and grow in our trust for one another after some sort of breach? Mm-hmm. So hopefully this was helpful to you. Um, and uh, we're going to go ahead and in the show notes, I'll, uh, I'll post that list of uh, one another's. Um, and then uh, if you haven't yet, go back and listen to the previous three episodes. You'll find a lot more context for some of the stuff we shared today. Awesome. All right. You want to pray us out? God, thank you for your word. Thank you that you have created ideas of trust and ways we can build that with each other um, and experience unity and strength uh, in relationship through trust. Uh, we love you. I pray for couples that are struggling, um, that are uh, learning what it means to rebuild trust in certain areas. I pray that they would continue to trust you, uh, God, that you would cause the ground to rise to their mm-hmm. feet and that it would be strong. Uh, we love you, Lord, and we are so grateful to be able to share about your word, your laws, your goodness. Um, I pray that we would just glorify you in all that we do and all the marriages uh, that are listening would find hope and peace and confidence in you hmm. as they rebuild trust, as they learn to maintain trust in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, thanks for joining us for the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Remember, if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to this. Make sure to rate and review. And if you feel like partnering, partnering with us, just go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. We would love to partner with you there and we'd love to uh, kind of meet you in a closer context there. So other than that, this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast is... In the can. And uh, make sure you look out for the next few days. We're going to be doing a Q&A uh, episode on oh, trust yeah. and betrayal and all those sorts of stuff. So uh, keep an eye out for that so we might see you in, in, in less than seven days. Ooh. So until then... Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.